When it comes to family dysfunction, it is imperative to go to therapy because there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff that comes out of it. So seek out a therapist to help you process and start to heal the inner child that is still wanting to be loved and protected and told you are enough. Hi, loves. I'm Dantea Mitchell-Hunter, your new fave self-worth therapist. And this is Detox Therapy. Quick note, even though I'm a fully licensed therapist, this show is not a replacement for therapy. If you find yourself needing a therapist, definitely search for one in your area. Now, if you want to work with me, though, and you live in Washington, Georgia, or D.C., then please go to my website at soireesintherapy.com and book your free 15-minute consultation. Hi, loves. We're back again. We're here. We're going to talk about how to manage uh, family relationships, more specifically when we have dysfunction in our families, how we manage those relationships. And I have someone very special here today. Her name is Scarlett. She is a straight shooter, no chaser type of therapist. And um, she is here today to help me talk about this stuff because, one, I think she's a fabulous, fabulous therapist, especially when it comes to family dynamics and just really holding the space for that. So I'll let her introduce herself to everyone. Hi, everyone. So thank you again, Dante, for having me on here. I feel so honored and so appreciated. So I really, really thank you for having me on. Um, so again, I'm Scarlett Ekaroma. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist, and I'm licensed in three states, in Washington, Florida, and Georgia. So that's that's who I am in the short run. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I feel like we're on a radio show. Like, okay, wake yeah. up. <laughs> okay, so let's move into it. So what do I mean by family dysfunction? Well, let's first break it down. Dysfunction means to not work well, right? So something is working and then it doesn't work. It's dysfunction. And so if it's in the family, it's like there's a way we could be performing and yet we are. And so it feels like something's not working and I just can't seem to figure that out. So family, based on Oxford's definition, family is described as this. A group of one or more parents living together with their children as a unit or all descendants of a common ancestor. Okay, so basically, a family are those blood-related and oftentimes grew up together in the same household. Of course, this is not the case for everyone, and this most certainly is not the case when you have a chosen family. And we'll talk more about that later in the episode. Scarlett, what is your definition of family dysfunction? You know, um, when I think about family dysfunction, you know, honestly, when I thought about what that means, I really thought about characteristics. Mm -hmm. And so I thought about a lot of crying (laughs) and, (laughs) um, and feeling unheard and unseen. Yes. What happens in family dysfunction And so it's really just how I view it is when one puts the needs of family, regardless of how you're feeling or doing, Mm -hmm. you know, first priority rather than yours. Like, and you don't even want to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And isn't, isn't like 
a norm now where people are like, well, all families have dysfunction. All families are dysfunctional. You know, and I think that's like a, a you know, to, I feel like that's dangerous because it's like, it's like, let's just accept it and just ignore it, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and let's just go, you know, let's just keep this going. And then that's how that continues to pass on from generation to generation. Mm-hmm. And it's just wondering like, well, why is, you know, whoever feeling that way when we have a family who loves us? Yeah, I think you're right. It's like, oh, your mom slaps you. My mom slaps me too. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Like it's so regular when actually it could be, Maybe the dysfunction could be like when dysfunction happens, we address it. Not overall, my family's dysfunctional. Overall, my family works their shit out. That's like my goal for families. Oh, absolutely. Whether it's chosen, you know, or not. So I told you guys, see the way she just like <laughs> broke it down? She's amazing. She's amazing. <laughs> I tried to tell you. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. So. Let's move into story time. Are you burning to tell your story? Give an example of family dysfunction. Yeah. So a quick caveat. So I'm the story from the place I'm coming from. I'm I'm a child of of a divorced divorced parent. So that's that's the premise. Mm -hmm. And so um, this happens to have to deal with my my biological mother. And so I re met her when I was 19 years old. She left when I was five. Um, so after 19 moving forward, um, there was this notion that I was like, man, I really want to get to know her. I really want to spend quality time with her. But at the end of the day, she kept choosing friends and, and, and men Mm -hmm. to hang with Mm -hmm. over me. And I'm like, what, what is this? So prime example, my 25th birthday Mm -hmm. and Thanksgiving, these are the first, my first birthday since I was five and holiday that I spent with her since I was five. Wow. So I'm 25. I'm excited. 20 years. I'm like, this is going to be amazing. Great. Da-da. All of like, I'm feeling, you know, she planned a party. Oh, wait, she planned it. She planned a party. But here's the thing. She planned a party. She didn't, she disappeared the entire day. Mm. The party that was planned, nobody knew why they were there. Like nobody knew it was my birthday. Yeah, it's crazy. That's weird. It's, <laughs> they just gathered and was like they just just gathered. It wasn't until probably like two hours into the party, people started wishing me happy birthday. Wow. Yeah. So nobody knew why they were there, and I'm like, everybody just saw this cake. I don't even remember the cake saying happy birthday either. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so, so she didn't return home till like 11 o'clock at night and talk about, I was like completely in fear and you know, it was infuriated. Mm-hmm. Fast forward two days. Of course, Thanksgiving is the next week. So I'm a November baby. Um, she tells me about, she's going on a trip to Hawaii. She goes for, I was like, what in the world? So she goes for an entire week and when she came back, she like started arguments with me. Like it was my fault that she left. And like I, and during that time she was gone that week, I was, I was the parent to my siblings. Mm-hmm. So they were younger. One was in high school. One was in elementary. I was doing the parent thing. I even went to as far as went to my brother's parent teacher conference. Oh my goodness. So, so yeah. And so the, I, the teacher was like, who are you? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Oh, by the way. And so I had to explain. So she comes back. We just, I mean, she's arguing with me and I'm sitting there. And of course I'm giving it back. And I'm just like, 
what it what world am i in mm-hmm. and i think that's what happens with when you're in that because it's like this quick turning around that she did that mm-hmm. she did so well just highly manipulated the situation and then i felt bad mm-hmm. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like yeah i was just like okay it's my fault you know and so i really had to like gather myself and kind of just literally just pick up my pieces of of whatever was left inside of me and mm-hmm. be like okay it's it's my fault you know this is yeah so it was it was pretty ugly so that's that's definitely a very huge story mm-hmm. that that cuz it was 20 years i haven't spent with her yeah. first birthday first holiday and it was completely completely shattered absolutely yeah. i mean and then to think about what is a what is a child doing for those 20 years how are they making meaning how are they making mm-hmm. sense of how how are you feel like you show up in the world can you show up in the world if your mother is MIA for 20 years, like that's, yeah, that's wild. Well, yeah. And what's, what's interesting about that story is that part of the arguments is because I caught her in lies and mm. confronted her in the lies. And she it quickly, cause she's so good at turning the story. Mm. Well, don't worry about that. Why? It's why you are, you know, you need to worry about it. I'm yep. like, oh, mm-hmm. so it's just like this flooding that happened. I'm like, okay. I'm, yeah. I'm not. I'm gonna go. <laughs> yeah. Don't focus on the past. Focus yeah. on right now. I'm here now. Like kind of yeah, thing. Exactly. Yeah. Which that dysfunction at its finest. Absolutely. And also, it's it all speaks to your like expanding it out. It speaks to other members in your family to to not only get an invitation from your mom to still go somewhere where they don't even know what they're celebrating. They're like, oh, well, mm-hmm. you don't have to ask questions. You kind of just, you just go mm-hmm. and you stay for two hours. Yeah. I mean, there was like a lot of food. There was a barbecue, you know, there was alcohol. And of course I'm like, oh, great. Everybody's going to come celebrate. Mm-hmm. And no one knew why they were, cause I was, and, and this, is because when people were coming, nobody was saying anything to me. <laughs> I was just Not like, cool. I was like, what is going on? And then it wasn't until two of my guy cousins came to me. Oh, sis, happy birthday. You know, oh my God, we can't believe it's your birthday. And I'm like, it's two hours since you guys been here. And so whoever came after made whoever told whoever told would tell them, make sure you go tell Scarlett happy birthday because mm-hmm. people who came after were telling me happy birthday now. Oh my goodness. Yeah, girl. Wow. Wow. Wild. Yeah. Very wild. And sad and just like confusing and mother daughter relationships, man. I mean, we can have a whole other episode on that. (laughs) Heavenly Father. It's just like keep the film roaming on that. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Come just come just walk around with me like, like a biopic or something. Exactly. All right then. It's a my turn. Okay. So, <laughs> you know, this was this is what makes me really great at what I do because it, even though it's it's sad for my personal life, I have so many family members I can use as an example. So many. Like who who do I choose? Uh, I can roll the dice. Yeah, roll the dice. I can even use myself because when you're part of a toxic and dysfunctional system, you yourself can be very dysfunctional, right? And so I'm going to talk about one of my sisters today. I have many sisters. One in particular I'm going to choose to talk about today. So um, 
over the past 10 years, this sister and I um, always have had like just a weird, just a weird relationship, very, very tumultuous. And she would consistently ask me for money consistently. And like I was expected to give her money. And if I dare to say no, it was a problem. I was being called names. I was being teased in front of people. You name it, it happened. And so over the years, you know, I, I graduate from college. I get my master's. Still the same thing. Ask me for money. When I graduate from grad school, you know, and I'm now at my first job and I'm making like a whopping $17 an hour, um, she's continuing to ask me for money. And it just got to a point where I really couldn't afford giving her money as freely as I did when I was in school to now where I have like 10 more bills attached to my name living on my own. So I told her one day, I said, I'm not going to be able to give you money because I want to start saving and I want to pay off debt, right? Of course, that wasn't met with niceties. It was met with like, just, just, just shame and like guilt trip, stuff like that. Okay. So I worked my way through that. I was like, okay, it's fine because I want to travel and all kind of stuff. Every, just anything that a, that a young 20 year old would want to do. And so then it got to the point where I was just trying to just focus on our relationship. Like, how can we have a better relationship? How can we be closer? Cause we have a lot of similarities and yet we're so different. So I was trying to like really build up on those similarities. And I told her, I'm like, you know, when you call me or when you text me or whatever, can we just focus on us? Could we not do this gossip thing? Could, could you not call me want to talk bad about one of our other family members? Could you not call me in hell want to talk about one of your friends or just anybody, anybody you want to talk about? Can we not, can we not do that? She hit me back with a text and was like, I'm your sister. I can talk to you about whoever and whenever I want. And I was like, okay. <laughs> um, I said, well, that's where I'm at. Ultimately, decisions up to you. Just know if you call me to want to talk about that, I'm not, we're not talking about that. Right. So then that led to us not really talking, period. Just, just period. And then one day, I don't know, I still don't even know where this came from. She decided to take it upon herself to send me a very nasty text. And I've told you about this before. And it was a very nasty text where basically she was just saying, like, just accusing me of things, trying to blame all my past relationships on on me, like it's my fault. Um saying like no one needs to respect your schedule things just just all these things i mean honestly a lot of projection a lot of gaslighting just really nasty things that you would not expect someone who says they love you to say you know you're my sister why would my sister say things that intentionally are to hurt me and so for me, I had to decide for myself because I, I, I'm the kind of person where I want all things to work out. I love hard. I care. Right. And, and if there's a way that this can be resolved, I'm going to try to fix it. At this point, 10 years later, 
I decided this was not worth my mental health. This was not worth destroying of like who I feel like I am in this world versus what, what my sister says that I am and through her eyes. So I decided it would be best that there would need to be a change. And so that is going to bring us to our next section, the breakdown. So I want to talk about when I'm going to give everybody a minute to like breathe in these like, woo, I know people are saying, woo, baby, yes, me too, or my mom too, or all that kind of stuff. I'm take give you guys a moment to just like take it in. It's a lot. So what I want to talk about is, you know, some, some tips on how to manage relationships with certain family members that are toxic, that are dysfunctional, you know, where you feel like it's just not, it's not working out. And reminder, it's okay to protect your peace, your self-worth, and self-love. That's okay. Absolutely. And if that means blocking someone, if that means no longer attending family or functions, that's okay. Because that's what I had to do with my sister. I do not like to cut off communication. At that point, I needed to. Just for my own sense of peace. So, question one. Am I feeling uplifted, safe, and seen with this person? Question two. How do I feel when I leave their presence? So this one's really important to me because you can hang out with someone and it's it's okay or it's, it's kind of what you're used to. And then when you leave and you get in your car and you drive home or you walk across the street to your place or whatever and you you might feel heavy, you might feel you might feel down, you might feel anxious, you might be doubting yourself, you might be frustrated, annoyed, you might be walking away crying back to what Scarlett was saying earlier like <laughs> when she thinks of family dysfunction, she thinks of a lot of crying. Like, are you crying when you leave this family member? Absolutely. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, those are my telltale <laughs> signs. Uh, and then question number three, is it your responsibility to fix them? A lot of us think that if I just tell them this, if I just give them this insight, if I just do that, then it will fix them. Right. And. The truth is, I'll just give you the answer for free. Um, it's not your responsibility to change nor fix anyone. The only person that you can change is yourself. So it's not your responsibility to fix them. That is on them to do such. To answer the question of like, to, to expand, continue more on what you're talking about, about what it can look like is, mm-hmm. um, you know, you're always putting off your self-care or, or soul care to care for someone else just so that you can feel accepted, wanted and needed. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the, I think another one is, um, you're always giving advice, but you're not willing to take advice. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then always being available always, and even, and you don't, and you're like tired, exhausted. You probably had like an 18 hour shift, but mm-hmm. a family member calls and says, Hey, I need you here. And you can't even see straight driving no. and you still go over there and you fall asleep with probably in like the first 10 minutes and then you get up and go do what they, what they ask you to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I think another one is to really pay attention, especially the ones who are going to college is when family makes decisions for your, for your life yep. and your belongings. Yep. 
um, like choosing your, your college major, <laughs> you know, despite you having resist, you don't care for it. Yes. Um, and then also like family making decisions for your belongings. Like it's so like saying, go pick up somebody and have them stay with you. Yes. You know, and really like, I think what families, dysfunctional families really do well, um, is will call will make you feel guilty if you decide to do like something on your own. Absolutely. You know, and they'll call you selfish. Oh my gosh. All yes. the time. Yes. You know, they were just like, well, why aren't you? Cause for them, it's like thinking about, you know, what works for them, mm-hmm. but they're not really <laughs> asking like what works for you. And actually, if you want to do it or can you do it right? <laughs> or are you willing to do yes. it? Yes. That reminds me of a time when I told the same sister I'm talking about, I told her, I'm not going to be able to give you money because I'm saving for a vacation. She then goes to our mom and complains about it. And because my family plays telephone, (laughs) everything comes back to everybody. I mean, that's just how it goes. Um, So then my mom then tells me what she said. And she said that my sister was like, well, if Dantea has to save for a vacation, if she has the budget for it, then she shouldn't go. Wow. <laughs> yeah, just the disregard. Mm-hmm. The, the disregard, the, the creativity, and how, how can I still make this about me? So, so what you're saying is, so if I don't put away the money, I can give it to you. Because the money's going to get spent. You want it to go to you. Absolutely. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. I think the, uh, the thing I want to say in addition is, is it's paying to the attention to the somatic, somatic signs. You know, like you, like we, we agreed on like crying, yeah. headaches, anxiousness, mm-hmm. dizziness, you know, pacing back and forth, yes. constant rapid thoughts, you know, um, and I would just, you know, feelings of over being overwhelmed, mm-hmm. you know, and like I said, I, you know, and I, I think the really big thing, like I said, is, is it's not just crying, but it's like excessive crying, Yes, <laughs> you know, like constantly throughout the day, not feeling, you know, cause we, we recognize those things and mm-hmm. really just paying attention to what our body is saying to us. Yeah. What's your body saying when, when you example, maybe talk to that dysfunctional family member and you know it's friday and you're excited and you're off work and oh my gosh i can't wait and then that person calls you and you feel your stomach drop and you get on the phone and you talk and an argument ensues like it always does and you hang up the phone and now you're calling your friend to say hey girl i'm actually not gonna be able to come over just I don't really feel like it. I'm just going to I'm just going to go home. Well, what's wrong, girl? What? Um I'm just I'm just not feeling it, right? And we don't we don't equate it to the interaction we just had. Mm-hmm. And how now we're just disregarding our own things that will that will bring positivity into us because we're wiped, we're drained, we're we're feeling defeated, we're feeling unloved, you know? All all those things come up. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I just think it's like you just, you know, and and it's so important to pay attention to those things like you're saying, just to reemphasize, because, you know, inter- interactions, regardless of who it's with, 
really do impact you. Yeah. You know, and so, as, and especially with dysfunctional families, you know, it's, it, cause like I said, we always make an excuse for something. It's something else. Yep. Always. But not really, it's really this interaction that I just had with my family. That's the reason why I'm actually feeling like this. Yeah. Yeah. We feel like, oh, it's just them. It's just, it's just my mom. It's, it's just my sister. It's just my brother. That's just how they are. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's just, it's how they are. So because, I can't change them. I'm just going to continue to sit in this unhealthy, sad pool when actually we do have things that we can do, which brings me to action steps. So, of course, us both being licensed marriage and family therapists, what do you think I'm going to suggest first? (laughs) (laughs) I want you guys to seek out a therapist. Seek, I mean, yeah. truly, I, I do believe in therapy. I mean, I, I, I think, I think I should being in this field. And when it comes to family dysfunction, it, it is imperative to go to therapy because there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff that can come, that comes out of it. So seek out a therapist to help you process and start to heal the inner child that is still wanting to be loved and protected and told you are enough. You know, it's we we need to have a safe place where we can go through these memories and talk about our frustrations and things like that. Now, I do have a biased tip. I'm going to say and Scarlett will definitely probably take this conversation. (laughs) I'm just going to start it off for us. I will say I would prefer that you seek out a licensed marriage and family therapist only because they we are trained in family systems. And can take the work to a deeper place. That's that's what I'm saying. No, I absolutely agree. I, I think, you know, even if they're not a licensed marriage and family therapist, but somebody who can actually do the family systems work, mm. because it is very imperative yeah. and it's very vital, like what Dante was saying, to, to help heal that inner child because that inner child shows up in a lot of spaces that we don't think it shows up in. Mm-hmm. So, so a therapist who can really do the family systems work, but of course, marriage and family therapists are, are actually trained in it. So that's why we're recommending that. But if, if that's not your cup of tea, then definitely find someone who does the family systems work. For yes. Sure. Yes. Definitely someone where it says on their website, like they work with families, family systems, something, some, it needs to say family somewhere, somewhere on there is really important. Yeah. So action step number two, journal. Mm. How cliche is it for a therapist to say journal? I get it. I get it. So if you haven't started journaling yet at this point in your life, I really suggest this being the time to start. Because as you're going deeper in your healing work, you're going to need a place to unleash it. You're going to need a place for it to be held instead of just in your mind by writing it out on a piece of paper or doing a um, a video diary or doing an, an audio uh, file, audio recording. You can move it from your body out onto something else. And I, I promise the deeper the work gets, the more you're going to need to release that. And then the final action step for me is... In- <laughs> I'm going to give a shout out to my friend again. <laughs> so find others, friends, and maybe even other family members who can hold this space for you to talk about your upset with, without judgment. And if you're talking to people that are in your family that you trust, or even people who are familiar with the family member, 
making sure it's someone that, you know, won't go back and tell that person, oh, so-and-so came over and told me you guys have some issues going on a lot. Like we don't, we don't want that. And it's really important, like for, for myself, especially my friendship with Scarlett, I can come to her and I can talk to her about things that I experience and it's a safe space. And it's an extra benefit because she too has experiences in family dysfunction. Yeah. I would say in addition to that, don't, you know, don't accept the, the, whoever you tell, if they tell somebody, don't accept the excuse. Well, they needed to know. <laughs> what? Yeah, cause you guys, cause you guys need to work this out. Oh, no. Don't ex- that's, that's, that's a boundary violation. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, <laughs> I haven't experienced that, but I'm telling you now, if I did, <laughs> goodness grace. <laughs> yeah. Cause it happens. It happens for sure. And it's, yeah. and, and they, that person views it as, well, I'm just trying to get the family mm-hmm. back together, work together. But it's it's a huge violation because you're coming to them in confidence mm-hmm. at a vulnerable state. Mm-hmm. And you're you're you don't think you have to say, don't go tell mom and dad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's OK if you if you finally want to choose someone to share, it's okay to put that disclaimer out there and that boundary out there first. Like, hey, Scarlett, if I tell you this, can you please not then go and tell so-and-so? You know what I mean? Absolutely. So just an additional two tips, because, you know, because, you know, finding a therapist um, and and is is definitely one of them to work on your inner child uh, healing. So the other one I would, the other tip I would say is, um, Identify the type of relationship you want with yourself mm-hmm. and think about what that looks and feels like. So you know what that feels like and what those characteristics are so that you can share that with, with the family. You know, this is what I, this is what makes me feel and you fill in the blank. Mm-hmm. Um, the other part that I would say is um, allowing yourself to sit, to sit in your feelings and get comfortable with that because, and really learning what feelings are outside of the basic angry, mad, sad, mm-hmm. happy, <laughs> and hungry, mm-hmm. you know, and that's getting like, a, there's thousands of feelings wheels on the internet. Thousands. Okay. Yes. <laughs> thousands. So just pulling up one and just really looking at it and be like, okay, this is what this feels like. Um, and the, the other thing of what I would say, when you start setting boundaries, is to frequently remind yourself of your why, you know, because mm-hmm. it'll feel like you want to go back just so you can get this acceptance and love. And so that people can actually, I can be around people, mm-hmm. you know, but there, you have to remind yourself of your, why you're doing it. And then also feed yourself positive, frequent, positive affirmations. Absolutely. I feel a part two coming <laughs> on and feel a part two. I do like, like Kale. I do, I do, I do. I hope everyone has gotten all of that. You're going to do great. Scarlett, where can the people find you? <laughs> they can find me on these internet streets. Okay. Yes. <laughs> so I am a fully uh, private practice online. And so my phone number is uh, that you can reach me at it's two five three two five six five one four nine, or you can email me at elevatehealing at gmail dot com. Uh, my website is elevatehealingllc.weebly.com. dot com. Weebly is spelled W E E B L Y. 
Um, I'm also on Instagram as well. <laughs> yes. uh, Elevate underscore healing LLC and Facebook as well. It's just Elevate Healing LLC. Yay! Yay. I'm so excited, everyone. We are going to have another episode one day because I got to let the people know how Scarlett and I started our friendship. And I want us to be able to use that story and talk about how to have boundaries with friends. Like what? You have boundaries when you're when you're actually meeting? Yes. Yeah. Yes, you do. <laughs> and I learned them with her. So I can't wait to do that episode next in the future. And until next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs>Thank you, loves, for listening to this week's episode. If you're enjoying the show, it'd be really great if you could please rate and review. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Soirees and Therapy. To learn more about the services I offer, visit soireesandtherapy.com. If you've got a question you'd like me to answer, please send your question to dantea at soireesandtherapy.com. The answer might just become an episode.